Theory. Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Brothers and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean, and I like the the har in the hello. It was kind of piratical. Oh, oh, all yeah. right. Thanks, Arr, hello and welcome to Smashing Theory. Yes, I'm right. Daniel. <laughs> That's pretty much what was happening there. No. Yeah. So... <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to us finally getting to talk about Nintendo news. Yes, it has been some time. I guess Nintendo news has been happening through the first quarter, but here we are finally getting to discuss something we'd been hoping we'd be able to discuss for months. (laughs) Literally months. So before we get into it, our... Our March 2020 Nintendo Direct Mini Reactions episode. Mm-hmm. A couple corrections from our Games of the Decade episode. Sure. Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links currently has 52 playable characters. That's insane! Yeah. Holy uh, shit! I, I was unsure of the exact number. That's the exact number. Oh, God. I think they most recently added a non-evil version of Carly Carmine from Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> 5Ds. I see. She's a nerdy reporter who becomes evil... And that version of her was already unlockable. Ah. Uh, This was her pre-evil and maybe post-evil version. I think she stops being evil and then becomes good again. Anyway, sorry for the 5D spoilers. Um, (laughs) No problem. Uh, You have now reached your Yu-Gi-Oh quota for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I said the DS version of Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors lacked the Slice of Life editions. (laughs) that the playstation 4 version added i meant quality of life actually you just never saw the slice of life mode (laughs) where everybody lives together happily and nothing bad happens oh that'd be fantastic (laughs) i'd play it dengamampa has a slice of life mode yeah and it's excellent Mm -hmm. so it's sometimes it's better than the the main game (laughs) all right those are our corrections yeah good job us so about a month ago Mm -hmm. Couple, yeah, about a month ago, we did an episode called "Where's the Direct." Yes, and here it was, uh, sort of, in our "Where's the Direct" episode. Well, first, before that, we did a uh, a Q1 2020 Nintendo Direct predictions episode. Yes, early in January. In that episode, you, Sean, predicted that we would get the direct in January 14th, mm-hmm. 2020, and I predicted we would get it uh, February 6th or February 11th, 2020. Right. I think we both got Nintendo presentations around that time. Mm-hmm. Around your date, we got that Pokemon Direct. Right. Around my date, we got that Animal Crossing Direct, or, mm-hmm. or some, or or uh, or just like the the Byleth thing, or maybe the Byleth thing was. They're all kind of blurring together. It, it, there was some stuff. There was some stuff. The point though is that I think like you win this by price of right rules but we were both extremely wrong (laughs) (laughs) we were both pretty wrong but then one of us became more wrong than the other later oh i'll be interested to see how you explain that we did an episode afterwards called where's the direct Uh uh-huh uh, where we talked about the fact that there wasn't a direct and we uh we talked about uh some some stuff adjacent to that like the fact that after the animal crossing direct Nintendo pulled the Nintendo Direct section from their website. Mm -hmm. So naturally, we asked the question, are Nintendo Directs over? Right. And uh, you said Nintendo Directs are over. They will cease to exist as we know them. Mm -hmm. And if they come back, they will will be substantially different, be called something different. 
I said we would get a new Nintendo Direct by the end of March. Mm-hmm. Um, and they potentially might reformat things a bit, but it would still be very recognizable as a Direct, even if, uh, even if it was called something different. So, March 26th, 2020, well... One of my arguments for for us getting a Nintendo Direct by the end of March was that the end of March is the end of Nintendo's fiscal year. Right. And at the end of Nintendo's fiscal year, they have to talk to investors about what they're doing. Right. So if if we had as few Nintendo announcements at the end of March as we did at the middle of March, <laughs> uh, then they'd have a lot of explaining to do to their investors. Mm-hmm. So even though it was it was like early-ish March when we did that, and yeah. there, was, there was no sign of a Direct, I said, new Nintendo Direct, or something very close to one by the end of March, and we got the Nintendo Direct Mini. Yes. March 26th, 2020. That is true. Yes. Now, I will say for the purposes of my prediction that I very carefully defined what I meant by a Nintendo Direct. Yes. I don't think that's what this was. Well, the thing is, Nintendo Direct Minis have existed before now, mm-hmm. and they've always lacked a host. Okay, I mean, all I'm saying is that I defined what I meant when I said there would not be any more Nintendo Directs, but and your, right now... But your definition of Nintendo Directs included things that previous Nintendo Directs didn't do in the first place. I set my terms. Yeah, your terms were stupid. <laughs> Your terms were stupid. You are just an amorphous chameleon boy (laughs) who is happy to call anything a Nintendo Direct. You are the kind of person who considers ravioli a hot... No, it's the other way around. Who considers a hot pocket ravioli. That is my fiancé who does that and not me. And you're both terrible for it. (laughs) You're an excellent match. You should get married. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I also specifically <laughs> decide defined what a Nintendo Direct is during that episode, and guess what? This criteria was filled. Yeah, and so by your definition of what a Nintendo Direct is, you were correct. I was more specific. Also, by Nintendo's definition of what a Nintendo Direct is, they called it a Nintendo Direct. Look. They've unleashed Nintendo Directs out in the wild. They don't get to decide what a Nintendo Direct is anymore. (laughs) It exists in the public consciousness. (laughs) That is the worst argument I've heard in my life. Okay. So, so when Nintendo Direct Mini came out, Sean refuses to admit he's wrong about anything. It's it's some kind of thing, and it came out. (laughs) They called it a Nintendo Direct Mini, but it's a Nintendo Direct... You just called it Nintendo clothing. Damn it. Oh my god. So, it happened on March 26th. The event. Tell us about it, Daniel. <laughs> well, the Nintendo Direct Mini ah. consisted of many things. Yes. Uh, so, we'll be revisiting again our uh, our predictions episode where we made several predictions. Right. A lot of our predictions were kind of obsoleted by other Nintendo announcements yes. made throughout the beginning of the year. Others ended up being addressed in this Nintendo Direct Mini. Mm -hmm. So we'll start from the beginning, our non-Smash predictions, and before we got to any new announcements, we always talk about, like, support for existing games and services. Yes. 
So we predicted new Nintendo and Super Nintendo games for Nintendo Online. I predicted like Earthbound Beginnings, Yoshi's Cookie, mm-hmm. uh, Donkey Kong Country 1, Super Mario RPG, Earthbound. Sean predicted Earthbound Beginnings. Beginnings? <laughs> uh, Earthbound Beginnings, a bad Western game in the US, Mother 1, and a cool Japanese game in yeah. Japan. Uh, sure all did. three Donkey Kong Countries for the Super Nintendo presented by a Nintendo employee in a Shakita Banana outfit. That's why you're so salty about this because the <laughs> Nintendo Direct Minis don't don't usually include things like direct <laughs> like uh, Nintendo employees. I was just laughing at Earthbound Beginnings. That's all. <laughs> That's like, it's like Bennigan's. It's like an offshoot of Bennigan's. <laughs> Welcome to Earthbound Beginnings. Would you like... Uh, some Mr. Saturn toast. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'd love some Mr. Saturn toast. I'd love toast right now. Anyway, A, there were some Nintendo Directs. Uh, there were some, some Nintendo Switch Online virtual console releases mm-hmm. in, like, February. Yeah. Uh, that, the, all the shitty ones. Yeah. Whatever we, that was. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, Breath of Fire 2 is fine. Um, oh, yeah. That's although, true. I think Japan got that, and we already had that. Or something, yeah. Yeah. We got, like, stupid tennis and something else I didn't care about. I forget what it was. Yeah. Like, we, another tennis game. Because... Uh, Eliminator Boat Duel. Oh, that's what it was. Eliminator Boat Duel. Yeah. Um, however, the Nintendo Direct Mini did not mention Nintendo Online. Right. Uh, NES or Super Nintendo games at all. I feel like we'll get another announcement of that in April. Okay. Um, I, I don't. Th- they're better. I don't know if it'll be anything cool in April. I feel like we'll get cool stuff in June. All three Donkey Kong Country games. That could be a June announcement. Yeah. Or like something Earthbound related. True. Or other things that we'll talk about later. We predicted Marvel Ultimate Alliance's Fantastic Four DLC would get like a showcase Mm -hmm. that would show all four Fantastic Four members as playable and Doctor Doom would be included in some way. These details were announced after our recording but before the nintendo direct mini however there was also a trailer in the nintendo direct mini that showed all four fantastic four members being playable Mm -hmm. and dr doom of course is the main antagonist of that dlc yeah it doesn't outright confirm that he will be playable but come on guys yeah he's in there he's gonna be playable yeah he's gonna be playable and i'd be more excited about that if i cared about the fantastic four but i don't i i kind of care about the fantastic four i've always liked Ben Grimm is a character. I've sure. always, I've well, always liked, I've always liked the thing. But there is a great series called Stan Lee meets ah. uh, in in comic books, where Stan Lee gets to meet several different characters that he created. Yes. Like there's Stan Lee meets Spider Man. Stan Lee meets Silver Surfer. Uh, Stan Lee meets Silver. Uh, these are written by Stan Lee, by the way. Uh, right, of course. Uh, Stan Lee meets Silver Surfer is one of the better ones because like Silver Surfer like talks like very like. You know, he has, he's like very like <laughs> my the world is like a, a a galaxy within a galaxy, and Stanley's like, "Wow, you doing okay there, buddy?" You know, <laughs> yeah. very very funny. Sure. But there's also a, a pretty funny one where Stanley meets the Thing, and Stanley essentially just apologizes to the Thing <laughs> profusely for giving him such a tragic backstory. Okay, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I will say um, one thing that I did like from the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 trailer is Mr. Fantastic's moves just look really fun. Like, they clearly had a ball animating that stuff. Oh, yeah. Slinging around his limbs and spinning and all this stuff. You know, really, really great. Yeah, he looks cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, Our our sometimes podcast friend, Max Lando, (laughs) has uh, has been wanting... Now he's a full-time baby friend. (laughs) 
<laughs> also known as a dad. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, but he's he's been uh, he's been getting in touch with us about doing like a multiplayer thing while we're yes. all quarantining, while while most of you are quarantining. Well, right. I don't know if I've said on Smashing Theory specifically that I'm I'm still working because apparently a pawn shop is an essential. Uh, well, whatever. He's the only one who's working, and it's horse shit. The end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm I'm working from home, but yeah, I'm not going to my office. Yeah, but uh, long story short, one of the games we're heavily considering is busting out Marvel Ultimate Alliance three to all play yes. together. I, I think, think that's that's probably the one where we each have, you know, uh, I I won't say that that's the one that we're each the most interested in, but I think that that's the one where none of us is so disinterested in it that we wouldn't want to play it. The the highest amount of median interest. Yes, that is an excellent way to put it. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll get to play that at some point. I I think that would be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to talk about on the pod. Yeah, we predicted Fire Emblem 3 has a story DLC. Sean and I both predicted what the story DLC would be, and we were very wrong, right. both of us. I was 0.1% right because I joked that they would add a fourth house. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. They yeah, added a fourth. I joked about it in the sense of, like, that'll never happen, and then it was exactly what happened. It was kind of amazing, actually. Yes. Uh, we predicted several Super Mario Maker 2 updates, <laughs> including something I wasn't expecting, a playable Kirby update, and a new style. None of those things have been announced. Yeah. I did. I predicted a playable Kirby update during a Spring 2020, correct? Which we're kind of, this is kind of close sure. to a Spring 2020 <laughs> direct. Yeah. And uh, the new style, I think, is something that'll get announced during the E3 2020 Direct. Yeah. No Super Mario Maker 2 updates, but I don't think we've heard the last of Super Mario Maker 2, honestly. Me neither. Um, we also predicted a Gigantamax event in Pokemon Sword and Shield that would reveal brand new Gigantamax Pokemon. Uh, Gigantamax Tyranitar, in my case. Gigantamax Galarian Weezing, in Sean's case. Mm-hmm. After that prediction episode, there was a Pokemon Direct right. that did all the Pokemon announcements. And this Nintendo Direct Mini ended the Direct with uh, more footage of Isle of Armor. Right. And, uh, and kind of they... an explanation of the Urshifu situation. Yeah. How that mechanic works. And some elaboration on uh, starter Gigantamax forms. Yeah. And a reassurance that we would get that by the end of June 2020. Nice. Still thinking of picking that up? Uh, I'd like to, yeah. I have many things that I wish to purchase, but I am excited about Isle of Armor. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, we then talked about uh, games that were confirmed to come out in 2020, but hadn't yet. At the time we did the prediction. One of those predictions included Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp <laughs> FE, which has now been out for two months. Yes. We thought that were, there would be either no appearance or a small appearance with no news. <laughs> no appearance because it's been out for two months. Uh, we thought there would be an information blowout on Animal Crossing New Horizons, which right. at the time was not out. We did get an Animal Crossing Direct in March or, or February or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during the Nintendo Direct Mini, they talked about some free updates that are coming to Animal Crossing. Yes. Including the Bunny Day event happening in early April. Yeah. And uh, the fact that there would be an Earth Day event and like some more features and stuff added to the game in late april always cool yeah what what do you think what kind of feature do you think they'll add oh man i hope it's crafting updates <laughs> like you know i i'm generally having a good time with crafting i will say that like 
there are just some things that are complete no-brainers that are not there. Yeah. Like being able to craft multiple things at the same time. Having maybe like a tree so that you can see what all you need to craft in order to craft really complicated things. Yeah. Um, you know, like just coming from a background of like MMOs. Sure. Uh, it is at times quite frustrating if I want to like, I don't know craft a big piece of furniture and then i have to like craft several small pieces of furniture one at a time and then craft you know it's like yeah i guess come on animal crossing i had no expectations about the crafting i mean that's because you hate crafting you would hate it if it was like incredible (laughs) if it was the best crafting experience of all time you'd be like i don't like crafting because i'm daniel also i don't know what a direct is I would like to reiterate that I've said on this podcast that I do not hate crafting. I think crafting is fine and I don't I don't think any more highly of crafting in general. I think crafting in Animal Crossing New Horizons is fine. That's Daniel being very polite. Surprise. What he means is, if I could just be his anger translator, that he hates crafting. <laughs> he thinks that everyone who likes crafting is garbage. And uh, he hates me personally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that that would be the hope for me is that, you know, they'll be like, we got some people's feedback on crafting. Now you can craft multiple things at the same time. That's really all I want. Yeah. Yeah. Crafting multiple things at the same time would be nice. Yes. And actually, we kind of glazed over this, but this is the first episode of Smashing Theory where Animal Crossing New Horizons has come out, and oh, yeah. you and I both played it a lot. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I I really, um, I kind of appreciate that there's, there's like a little bit more structure to it, and that you occasionally get like, okay, you know, if you want to advance your town in this way, you gotta do these things. I love the Nook Mile system. Yes, yes. Yeah. Nook Miles is so good. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic way to feel like a sense of progression every day mm-hmm. and cool rewards to spend them on. Oh, yeah. Some some of them are like, this quality of life update should have been yes. accessible from the very, like, from right. the second I turned this game on. Yeah, like, but now you, you have a pie menu. Like, okay, I couldn't have had that before. Yeah, you made it cheap enough in Nook Miles <laughs> that it's not a huge deal. Yes. Uh and really now my concern is more vast sums of cash than Nook Miles. Yes. Like Nook Miles have gone from being an essential to a nice little bonus. What I really need is about six billion bells in order to pay off my mortgage. Yeah, although like one of the later Nook Miles rewards is bells. That's true. Yeah, you just do it's, miles for bells. It it'd be nice if you could buy Nook Mile rewards in bulk, especially like Yes. Especially like the bells generally speaking you should be able to do things in bulk in animal crossing yeah uh like there's a mechanic where you can eat fruit and then you become like super powered basically for yeah. one you know landscaping action i think there's an eat one option and an eat 10 option oh okay because i was just you know i don't generally need a lot of it like uh, like for instance today i was moving some pine trees around i was like okay i'll have six fruit to move six pine trees uh-huh. just eating one at a time right okay eating 10 that's that's good but like just like for eat what i really want is like for eat one if you could just like hit left or right and then make like eat two eat three eat four you sure know, and yeah eat that many uh, yeah but uh you know what are you gonna do it's a simple time and i'm hanging around with isabelle and they can't handle that complicated stuff yeah overall 
Well, you got to roast Isabel, Tom. <laughs> I just uh, was hanging out with her. <laughs> Overall, I, I think the game is really good, though. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, ha- I'm having a tremendous time with it. And just to be clear, like, I'm harping on extremely minor gripes that I have with the game. Exactly. Extremely minor. Yeah, they those are nitpicks. Yeah. And the the game is pretty incredible otherwise. Yes. It's it's Amy Lee's first like legit <laughs> like Animal Crossing experience. Yes. Like she played like a little bit of her brother's copy of Wild the World or something mm-hmm. and she had that very traumatic experience with Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Yeah, then a little pocket camp. Little pocket camp. Yeah. Uh, but this is like her f- the first time she's owned like a big actual Animal Crossing game. Yeah. And she, she loves it. I was going to say, yeah, my impression is that she's also having a good time with it. Yeah, me, me and her have been visiting each other's islands and sending each other mail. And it's... Uh, we... we <laughs> during the... Uh, so... I proposed to my girlfriend. Yes, Amy right. Lee. Yeah, uh, in between, she is now your fiance. Yes, in between episodes, uh, she said yes. She's going to be my wife later. It's pretty awesome. Congratulations yet again. I'm tremendously happy for you, and it, uh, you guys are an incredible couple. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. It's 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 also a little surreal. Of, like we're both kind of getting <laughs> used to it. Sure. Yeah. No, um, that's fair. Because of uh, the global pandemic, I had to kind of downscale my proposal. Right. Um. One of the things I was going to do is like I like I had a big like day long date planned, and one of those things was I was going to take her to the aquarium, something we've been meaning to do for a while. Right, uh, she loves aquariums, and uh, and Chicago, the Shed Aquarium is like one of the greatest aquariums on earth. Oh yeah, it's Shed really Aquariums, cool. excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we tried to go once uh, directly before a BTS concert, and it turns out everyone had that idea. <sighs> Yeah, that's rough. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to take her when it was a bit quieter. Sure. And then it became so quiet that the aquarium closed down. <laughs> uh, so, you know, she she knew that was uh, that was one of my plans. I, I filled her in on that. So mm-hmm. so then we played Animal Crossing <laughs> and we went on a Blathers Aquarium date. That's cute. In Animal Crossing. You fucking guys. <laughs> Good shit. It was it was incredibly cute. Uh, good. It was very good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great time. We're, we we like that game. It's good. It's good. I have eighteen KK Slider songs. Nice. Purely from the Nook shopping feature. I do not have that many because <laughs> I don't have a fiance to trade songs with. And, and also, also, I'm just not as obsessive about it as you. Like, you know, like lately I've been getting a new KK slider every day, but initially I was not buying them because they were expensive and I wanted to spend my money on other things. I'm behind on Nook payments because I've been buying so <laughs> many KK slider songs. <laughs> like Tom Nook, like bursts into your house with the sheriff to repossess it and you're just like standing there in a room that's completely filled with kk slider songs and a single apple (laughs) (laughs) like like i like throw up my hands tom looks like where's my money and like there's just like like we just both say silent is like kk disco just plays faintly in the background perfect yeah good it's really funny to see, like, God, this is such a tangent about Animal Crossing, but uh, it's really funny to see how, like, each of our personalities is reflected in the towns that we manage. Like, me, Spreadsheet Sean, mine is, like, urban planned to shit. Like, the, yeah. you know, like, everything's perfectly just so, and I've spent, you know, hours decorating my house. Uh, 
and then you go over to Daniel's house and it's like your your carpet is like a pond or something. Yeah, it and makes splish just like, noises when you walk on and it. And you've just like put things in the pond. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, there's a right now there's a giant like wrestler figurine, <laughs> professional wrestler figurine just standing in the middle yes, of the pond excellent. greeting you as you walk in. And then Amy Lee's disco plays faintly in the background. The first time I went over to Amy Lee's town, <laughs> she didn't know that you had storage in your house. <laughs> So she just had, like, essentially, like, just a collection of things on the north end of her town that I called the BTS Museum because she had a BTS flag there. Yeah. Um, in addition to, like, a complete dinosaur skeleton, many fruit. Uh, it was just very, like, I'm new to Animal Crossing and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and, like, you'd, you'd walk through her, her island and every now and then you'd, like, you'd just come across, like, oh, this is 37 weeds. <laughs> right. Just, like, in a stack. Yes. Yeah. Just, like, hanging around. Like, yeah, 37 like, clumps of weeds. Picked but not replanted. Yeah. Um, I'll, I should say, I, I recently went back to visit her, um, because I was by, I, I'm trying to get uh, the Able sisters to come to my town by buying all of their clothing. Yeah. And the last time she visited, they were selling all women's clothing. So I was like, here, just have these dresses. Yeah. And uh, her town's really nice now. Yeah. She's got like that. She's got like a rainbow pathway to her house. Yeah. Very, very cool. cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I really like, I, I love Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm really, I'm really loving Amy Lee's first Animal Crossing experience. Yeah. It's, it's been really... It's cool. Really wonderful to see. But now... Right. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about other things. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the Direct Mini that happened after New Horizons came out. Yes. Uh, we also predicted for confirmed uh, Nintendo-published 2020 releases... Mm -hmm. Uh, that Bravely Default 2 would get a small showcase. It would show some gameplay right. and, and be like, hey, it's coming out summer 2020. <clears throat> okay. Um, so what we got instead was a uh, was a big-ass showcase in yes. Bravely Default 2. I think this took up some of the most time in the direct. Yeah. And, yeah, it showed off all four of the main characters, details on each of them, mm -hmm. a showcase of how the Bravely Default series works mechanically, showed, <laughs> yeah. it showed off the Brave and the Default system. Asterisk. Yeah, it showed off Asterisk. Which I, of... I forgot that that was what job classes are called in that game. Yeah. And so it just, like, shows a big burly guy, and then it says Asterisk on the bottom of the screen, and I thought, like, is that his name? Is his name <laughs> Asterisk? That's a weird name, and then I remembered. Right. Yeah, it showed off the job system, and then they shadow dropped a demo. Yeah, I downloaded it, haven't played it. Same. <laughs> yeah, distracted by Animal Crossing, and, and also this other game we've both Whoa, been playing, One, One Step, Step from, from Eden. Eden. Fuck yeah. Very good game. You we, like action RPGs that are fast and twitchy, and also roguelikes, get it. Yeah, if you like, if you are someone that uh, thinks Slay the Spire is really cool, but you also miss Mega Man Battle Network <laughs> a lot. Yeah, have we got a game for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly those things put together. Uh, kind of incredibly, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, we haven't gotten to the Bravely Default 2 demo yet. I kind of wanted to get to it so we could talk about it for the episode. But, well, uh, but I have know. a job that I have to go to still. And I played One Step from Eden instead. <laughs> 
But it's cool that there is a demo. I'm yeah. looking forward to playing it. I wonder if they'll do the Bravely Default, uh, Bravely Second thing where the demo is like a completely different story from the main game. The, yeah, that'd be that? in- yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to do a correction later. I guess so. <laughs> correction. We actually played the game this time. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, that'd be a long-ass correction, probably. <laughs> anyway... Uh, we said we said that it would have a summer 2020 release that they would later adjust to September 2020. Mm-hmm. They're just saying the game's coming out <laughs> in 2020. Also, your feedback from the demo will affect development of the right. game. So it's probably going to be closer to fall yeah. if that's the case. If, if they're affecting it at all, you know, yeah. yeah, I feel like that'll take some time. Yes. Then we talked about Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh... I thought, we thought, there would be a substantial showcase of the game with a May or June 2020 release date. Mm -hmm. We nailed this one. Yeah. Uh, The beginning of the Direct was a trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Mm -hmm. You know, big big old trailer that shows off a decent amount of the game, and then a narrator talked more about it. Uh, Visuals uh, and menus have been overhauled, some music has been re-recorded for the game, and... It's coming with a new epilogue story called Xenoblade Chronicles Future Connected. Cool shit. Yeah, very cool shit. It appears to feature one of Daniel's favorite characters, which is nice. Yeah, my favorite character. One of my favorite characters, Melia. Yeah. Who's great. One interesting thing, uh, we heard a lot of voice acting from the game, like in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And we also got to hear some new Shulk lines in the Future Connected right. footage. Shulk. Shulk's original British voice actor is is clearly reprising his role. Yeah, which makes sense since he did Smash and stuff. Yeah, and and still killing it. It's funny that whenever they showed footage, you could not hear Melia's voice. Mm. And I'm wondering if Melia's reprising her role, yeah. or if they're re-recording Melia's voice for the whole thing. Because, fun fact, Melia's voice actress was not doing a lot hmm. in 2009, 2010. Okay. But she went on to play Clara in the Doctor Who reboot. Oh. Oh. And now she's in a lot of things. Oh, yeah. That would be hard. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little worried that Melia has been recast because of schedule conflicts. Sure. Or just because Clara is expensive now. Yeah. But, but she did a phenomenal job as Melia in Xenoblade. Oh, yeah. Xenoblade Original. And I'll really miss her going, Water, the source of all life, whenever <laughs> she heals somebody, which is what she says when she does that. Yeah. So I hope, I hope bare minimum, they don't re-record Melia's lines yeah. for, for remastered for Definitive Edition. Yeah, yeah. Just do it for future uh, Connect. It, yeah, like if yeah. if they have to cast a new Melia for Future Connected, then you know they should do that. Sure, but I hope they don't just make Future Connected Melia, who I fear will be a worse Melia, mm-hmm. also the Melia that's just in the entirety of Definitive Edition. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Thing, yeah, fingers crossed. Like, hopefully, if they wind up redubbing all of her stuff, it'll be kind of like the Chie situation in Persona Four, where it's like. I might prefer the original, but I appreciate this interpretation. Yes. You know? Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. The game is coming out May 29th, 2020. Very cool. Yeah, which is right between May and June 2020, <laughs> really. Getting that game, Amy has tentatively agreed to watch me play through it. Nice. Yeah. It's a long game. It's it's a long, long game. It's yeah. a very big game. 
We'll probably take many breaks. Big beefy boy. Yeah, we're we're taking a good amount of breaks for Final Fantasy IX, right? Which is a smaller game than Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles Definitive, though still quite a large game. Yeah, by most standards. Yeah, so still pretty games. big game. Yeah, yeah. breaks from Final Fantasy IX are justified. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, I also said there'd be a localization announcement for the Famicom Detective Club remakes that were announced in Japan. Right. Not only is there not a localization announcement, I'm pretty sure that they weren't... The Famicom Detective Club remakes might not have even been mentioned during the Japan version of the Direct Mini. Hmm. Um, They must be really busy localizing it. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) You figured it out. (laughs) My big brain. Then we talked about stuff that's on the horizon. Right. We said that there wouldn't be any new Detective Pikachu video game stuff till 2021 or 2022. Mm-hmm. Guess we're right on that so far. Right. Uh, we would see Bayonetta 3 stuff later in 2020, but it would not release till 2021, and we would not see it at all during mm-hmm. the Q1 2020 Nintendo Direct. Accurate thus far. Yeah. And then Sean and I did a weird thing where Sean predicted that there would be a Metroid Prime 4 trailer in the Direct with a with a Christmas last holiday 2020 release date. And I thought it would not be in the direct and would not get a 2020 release date. It would get a 2021 release date instead. Right. Then I said that breath of the wild two would get an (laughs) announcement that it is a holiday 2020 game, possibly with a delay later where Sean said that breath of the wild two would not appear, but get a 2021 release date at some point. And in a weird way, we kind of evened out on those two predictions. We essentially just canceled each other. out. Yeah. We canceled each other out. (laughs) Neither appeared during this direct. I still think that one of them will, there's going to be a June direct. We, we can pretty much be sure of that. Now, what makes you say that? Uh, some stuff, I guess we'll talk about later, but yeah, even though there's no E3 anymore, I'm very confident there will be a June direct. Okay. I think the June Direct, we will see an announcement of one of those. We'll we'll see one of those two games, and I still think it's going to be Breath of the Wild 2. I guess we'll find out if you are correct or not. Yes. Do you still think it'll be Metroid Prime 4? Sure, why not? All right. And then we talked about stuff that hadn't been announced. Right. Potential first-party announcements. We talked about a bunch of Wii or Wii U ports. Mm -hmm. Uh, We thought that a minimum of one of these four ports would be announced. Those being Metroid Prime Trilogy, Wonderful 101, Skyward Sword HD, and Pikmin Trilogy. Right. Um, Wonderful 101 got a Kickstarter. (laughs) Right. But none of those games were mentioned at all during the Nintendo Direct Mini, including Metroid Prime Trilogy, which is actually a surprise. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, That actually does make me feel like Metroid Prime 4 is farther off still. Okay. Yeah. I think they're just saving it for the Direct in June. Sure. I could see the Metroid Prime Trilogy announcement happening at the Direct in June, but I think that would also mean that Metroid Prime Trilogy is the Metroid thing we're getting in 2020. I think that it'll get announced in June, and then after it's done, they'll be like, and that's not all, and they'll do a Metroid Prime 4 thing. I I think that's absolutely in the realm of possibility, but I think I think them doing that, right? Mm-hmm. I think they'll be like Metroid Prime Trilogy coming out this time in 2020. And that's not all Metroid Prime 4 trailer. 2021. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know what? Here, a bold prediction. Okay. June Direct, they shadow drop the Metroid mm. Prime Trilogy and then announce 4 for a holiday release. I think there's a non-zero chance of that. All I, right. I think that is bold. <laughs> I think it is possible. I'll take that. 
Uh, and I, I think a Metroid Prime Trilogy Shadow Drop would be very cool. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still feeling Metroid Prime 4 2021 for sure. All right. You and, feel that, man. And maybe maybe even at this point, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 in 2021. But I still think 2020 is more likely for Breath of the Wild 2 than, than MP4. All right. Fair enough. But we all agreed that we would not get Xenoblade Chronicles X this year, and that continues to be true <laughs> thus far. Yes. Uh, then we predicted some small to medium scale announcements. Right. We predicted a Switch localization announcement for Brain Age between March and May 2020. No mention of that at all, mm-hmm. oddly enough. I predicted that we would get a shadow drop of a Nintendo published eShop game. Right. That is an IP that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. This weird little game called Good Work. <laughs> Was announced for the Switch. It's published by Nintendo. Yeah. They showed a trailer of it. It's basically you in, like, a business setting. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of clumsily doing, like, menial work tasks and kind of destroying your work setting. I actually, I kind of loved this, I have to say. It's pretty like, cute. There's a moment where you have to, like, move a copy machine from one room to another. Yeah. And so you just, like, make a rubber band kind of slingshot and uh-huh. then fire it through a wall. And I laughed at that. That was good. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Okay, so the game's called Good Job. Right. Glad we caught that before. That was a correction in a couple weeks. (laughs) And the developer is Paladin Studios. Oh, that's familiar. The team behind mobile titles like My Tamagotchi Forever and Amazing Katamari Damacy. Never mind. Had not heard of them. (laughs) But yeah, they like like snipper clips before them, and just an indie developer just made a uh, just a, a cool new little indie game yeah. for just published by Nintendo, Good released stuff. on the eShop. Yeah, I did think that it would be from an existing Nintendo collaborator like Grezzo or something, right. but this is still very close to what we predicted, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna call that a win right there. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. I wish there was a demo because I I really want to play Good Job, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want to spend twenty to twenty five dollars on it. Yeah, yeah, that that's like that's a bit of a risk because you know know nothing about that gameplay. Yeah, that's fair. Still neat though. I'm still glad it exists. Me too. We predicted an announcement of a new Mario sports game from Camelot. Sean thought it would be Mario volleyball. I thought it would be Mario baseball. Turns out it was Mario nothing. Mario nothing. Predicted a new Kirby game, probably like a weird one. Uh, it was weird in the sense that it didn't exist. Yeah, no Kirby <laughs> announcements. Actually, we're starting to go a weird amount of time without a Kirby announcement. Yeah. I wonder if we're getting something in June. Nintendo has kidnapped Kirby to force Sakurai to continue working on Smash Brothers. He'll be <laughs> released unharmed after the second wave of DLC. And finally, uh, in small to medium scale announcements... We thought there would be a small to mid-scale game announced using a lower-budget IP. Mm -hmm. Examples of lower-budget IP being Sean's prediction, a Paper Mario game that he would not want. (laughs) That was your very specific prediction. Yeah. And my prediction was a WarioWare game uh, that would release in May 2020. A new small to mid-scale game using a lower-budget IP actually exactly happened. (laughs) Yeah. But it was something that neither of us saw coming at all. And, and is, no reasonable person would see coming. And that game is Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. Yes. A new entry in the Clubhouse Games franchise. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has released a couple of Clubhouse games at this point. Right. And they are always uh, 
collections of board games and card games and card games yeah. just you know kind of condensed into a video game form and clubhouse games 51 worldwide classics is coming out june 5th and it has 51 yeah. board and card games in it as well as like cute little mini game experiences <laughs> that have been lifted from stuff like we play and right. uh in the interest of being thorough, here's the whole damn list. 51 games including Mankala, Hanafuda. Ooh, excited about Hanafuda. Oh, actually. yeah, of course. Because you watched that anime. <laughs> no, that is not what that is. Oh, right. Those are the weird poetry cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chihaya Furu. Right. Uh, the 1,100 poems cards or whatever. I forget exactly. Ooh, K- Karuta. Right. That game right. is called Karuta, and that is not in 51 Clubhouse games. No. Hanafuda is is a different like card game using like art of flowers yes. and stuff. And that's actually how Nintendo started as a company. They were initially a Hanafuda card maker. Very appropriate. Yes. So uh so Hanafuda. Also, I guess before I dip into this, one thing I really hope that Clubhouse Games does is have detailed tutorials of all yes. of this shit. Because I want to learn how to play Mancala. Yes, and I want to learn how to play Hanafuda. Yeah. Backgammon, Renegade, Checkers, President, Dominoes, Speed, Heron Hounds, Blackjack, Four in a Row, Chess, Shogi, Mini Shogi, Ludo, Richie Mahjong, Sevens, Golf, Darts, Texas Hold'em, Nine Men's, Morris, Air Hockey, War, Karam, Chinese Checkers, Yacht Dice, Takoyaki, Billiards, Hex, Spider Solitaire, Gomoku, Matching, Bowling, Shooting Gallery, Slot Cars, Dots and Boxes, Hidden Blow, Pig's Tail, Mahjong Solitaire, I'm regretting this, Last Card, Fishing, Clon... Klondike Solitaire, Klondike Klondike Solitaire, Toy Tennis, Toy Soccer, Toy Curling, Toy Boxing, Toy Baseball, Battle Tanks, Team Tanks, Sliding Puzzle, and Six Ball Puzzle. That's a lot. 51. That's a lot. Yeah, I I was very surprised at how interested in this I am. I think that it just has a really nice, clean aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, I mean, you know, if variety is the spice of life, then this is one spicy game. Spicy as fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, this is like... uh, I I love... I love that I... Didn't even give me the chance to do my metaphor. I don't want your metaphor, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) What's your metaphor? It's like a spicy burrito. Wow, thanks! <laughs> right. I'm glad I... Well, look, we had all this build-up to it because you were rude and you interrupted me. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been fine. I'm really excited about a lot of things in Clubhouse Games. One, most of the games are multiplayer. Which is cool. I stopped the video to look at... Uh, on this multiplayer menu, you can select three games to kind right. of do like a gauntlet of, of, of games against your online or local multiplayer opponent. <laughs> and I think... 44 of the 51 games are multiplayer. Nice. I mean, obviously there's stuff like Solitaire where it's like, this can't be multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Also, one thing they didn't really talk about too much, but is like on the the kind of box art of the game, is that a lot of these games, if you take the Switch out of the dock and you like lay it down, mm-hmm. uh, oh. you, you and your opponent can just like play it using the touch screen. That's cool. Like, you know, like, yeah, like lay the Switch out, both sit on opposite sides on it, and then, and then just like have 
you know, like you're playing chess uh-huh. and you can just move the chess pieces with your finger and your opponent moves their chess pieces. That's really neat. Like you're playing a fucking board game. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, I I doubt I'll ever utilize that part of it. I hope that that the docked version of the game still has same screen multiplayer. Yeah, same. Because they did not outright confirm that, mm. weirdly enough. That is weird. However, this feels like one of those games where quantity is quality. Yes. You know, like, it, they, they pack so much in there and it all seems really good. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping for for good detailed tutorials yeah. that are really accessible. And uh, and I'm hoping for that same screen multiplayer. But even even if those things are lacking or not as there as I'd like, I feel like 40 bucks for this is a pretty good deal. I would say so. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's uh, less than a dollar a game. Yeah. When you I th- think about it. And I think 40 bucks is kind of the perfect price for it. I think if it was 60 bucks, I'd be like, well, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm happy for the grandmas that are buying that. But $40 <laughs> is like, I think I might get that. I am a grandma. <laughs> I'm the new grandma. <laughs> $30 would be, I'm buying that day one, no questions asked. Like, yeah. that's a fucking impulse purchase immediately. Yeah. But $40 is like, yeah, I think I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that might be the most pleasant surprise of the Direct, actually. It, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Then we made some bigger announcements. First is our usual prediction of an unexpected third-party collaboration using a first-party IP. Yeah. We just haven't seen that in a while. Nope. I But I think we will see one again in the Switch's lifespan, for sure. Sure, sure. We're starting to approach enough time having passed since the Star Fox Starlink stuff hmm. that I I feel like the st- maybe in the next year, the Starlink team will have had enough time to make their own Star Fox game okay. with Nintendo supervision. Cool. And we predicted that there would be no new mainline Mario game announced, maybe this year at all. Right. And no Mario stuff was shown during the Direct Mini. Right. However, the day of us recording, mm-hmm. uh, recording this Monday, March, March 30th. 30th, a big Mario rumor broke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a big, big Mario rumor. Apparently, Nintendo was gearing up for Mario's 35th anniversary. God, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how much older the Mario franchise is than Mario himself, because apparently, was he twenty four? He's he's twenty five. I, I think, I think at one point that was stated as as his canon age by Miyamoto or something. Yeah, which, whatever Miyamoto, I'm I, disregarding that. I, yeah, I think it makes more sense that Mario's thirty five. That feels yeah. like a much more natural Mario age for me. I agree. But the, but basically, they're doing all sorts of Mario shit this year. Yes. It's the uh, year of Mario, but actually an event. Yes, unlike the year of Luigi can be the the year of the year of Mario will include things like a bunch of older Mario games getting added to Nintendo Switch Online. Yes, there's a bunch of Mario stuff already on there, but some Mario stuff that isn't on there yet includes Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. I think that is. I think we are getting that. Nice. Uh, Wrecking Crew '98 for right. the Super Nintendo. I bet they'll even give us like an imported version of that over mm-hmm. in the states. Sure. Uh, Mario and Wario for the Super Nintendo. Oh yeah. Maybe they'll import that. That kind of involves like a Super Nintendo peripheral that they might not want to mm. mess with. Sure. And I feel like there's some other like Mario spinoffs and stuff they could break out. Mario ninety four. Uh, that's a Game Boy game, right? Don- Are you thinking of Donkey Kong ninety four? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why not. Yeah, 
man, if, if they busted out like Game Boy Nintendo Switch Online yeah. virtual console. Yeah, oh, do it, guys. Oh, that, that'd be so good. Plus, that opened the floodgates for Mario content because you could do like Super Mario Land 1 and 2. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. You could do, I don't know, other Mario games. I'm trouble thinking of them right now. Bust out some Mario Lands. Sure, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mario Picross. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to get some Game Boy games. That'd be great. Yeah. Just put all your old shit on there, Nintendo. I mean, that's what they should do. Yes. But instead, they are they seem to be saving a lot of it for like bigger releases, such as during the 35-year anniversary of Mario, some sources are saying that this will be a collection, mm-hmm. but they are making remasters of Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, yeah. and Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, and apparently this will be like just the three of them will kind of be a Mario All-Stars collection. <laughs> a Mario All-Stars for the modern era. Yeah. Amy Lee is actually really excited about this because those are the three Mario games that she actually cared about and played. Oh, in nice. Her youth. Yeah. And she actually got invested in. And I'm kind of excited about it because those three are the Mario games that I played the first hour of and never more of than that. Right. So it would be great to actually get to fully dip my toes into those Mario games yeah. and kind of scratch that black mark off of my nerd cred card. <laughs> my gamer cred card. Just because of your mixed metaphors, I was imagining you like like slipping your foot into a lake and then going all the way to the bottom and then there's a credit card down there. You scratch it off with your toenail and then you're done. You've done the metaphor. Anyway... <laughs> The most exciting thing yeah. about this 35th anniversary thing is that there will also be a new Paper Mario game release this year. Yes. The rumor states that it will be closer in gameplay to Paper Mario's 1 and 2 Ooh. than the more recent Paper Mario releases. It will be a return to Paper Mario's roots if... All of these rumors are to be believed. Please do not be another Grinch leak. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Oh, man. So, like, that almost seems too good to be true. It, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. But, like, Gematsu reported mm-hmm. this. Eurogamer said that their sources have said the same thing. Wario64 retweeted it. Yeah. Yeah, Wario64 retweeted it. Eurogamer was one of the places that reported Mother 3 getting localized Mm. way back when. But, you know, I feel like it's likely that Mother 3 was going to be localized when they reported that. And and Reggie Fizeme and whoever else changed their minds down the line. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, something as big as Mario, I feel like it's less likely that they'll stop partway through development you know they'll be like you know what we don't want to make a lot of money re-releasing mario games (laughs) right oh i think also one of the rumors is a re-release of super mario 3d world oh cool yeah that adds also like that adds some new levels and stuff sure yeah take that so yeah that a even if all that happened, we would still be correct. There would be no new mainline <laughs> Mario game. Right. There would just be a lot of old mainline Mario games uh-huh. and a new Paper Mario game, which is not mainline. Sure. And also, it didn't happen during the Direct, but that seems like kind of a June announcement blowout. Yeah, I can see that. Which is part of the reason that I wonder if we're getting Zelda 2, you know, Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. 2, or Metroid Prime for this year right because maybe they'll just be like it's mario yeah i feel like they're gonna fill the second half of this year with mario stuff 
because Zelda isn't ready yet. Metroid isn't ready yet. Okay. And then Metroid and Zelda can kind of hang out in 2021 <laughs> and give us those good times. Sure. Yeah, that's all of our first-party predictions, uh, non-Smash, obviously, and then we did a bunch of third-party predictions. Yep. Uh, I, f- I feel like we did pretty good with our first-party predictions. I would say so, yeah. Uh, third-party, maybe less so. Well, that's an unpredictable beast. So, we for third-party announcements, we talked about showcases for announced titles, including yeah. Snack World, The Dungeon Crawl Gold, Digimon Survive, Moon RPG Remix Adventure, Rivals of Ether, and Shin Megami Tensei Five. Mm-hmm. None of these games got showcases during the Nintendo Direct Mini. Nope. Uh, Snack World was already out. <laughs> Uh, an indie shadow drop of Dicey Dungeons did not happen. Nope. Some indie announcements like Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark, which I found out later was already out for the Switch, and Dean Dodrill's new game, Dean Dodrill being the Dustin Allegiant Tail guy. Right. Those still uh those still haven't surfaced. We talked about some double A and triple A ports. Yeah. Uh like the Apollo Justice trilogy, no show. Nope. Chrono Trigger, no show. Nope. Near Remaster, which I was very confident. I was very confident that a near remaster would happen this year. Uh, Sean was very skeptical of that. Yes. Uh, however, today or yesterday? It was or, yesterday. Uh, yeah, like very recently, Square Enix announced uh, near replicant 1.02557 numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is. A remaster of the Japanese version of Nier. Right. Uh, so Nier is a very complicated release history. Because I, it's I tried a very to ex- complicated game made by a very complicated man. I, yeah, like, God, I was telling my fiancé about kind of the way Nier was released. Yeah. Uh, and, and man, it's it's a mess. Mm-hmm. So basically, the, Nier was created uh, for for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Yeah. And in Japan, they decided to do this thing where the story was almost identical, the gameplay was identical, mm-hmm. but in the Xbox 360 version, which they called Near Gestalt yeah. in Japan, uh, the protagonist was like a big burly like dad yeah. uh, who was rescuing his daughter. And that is the version that released in the States for both Xbox 360 and <laughs> PS3. Right. But it, the Japanese PlayStation 3 version of the game changed the main character to like a sexy young anime boy right who is trying to rescue his sister, sister yeah uh who is the same character as the daughter in near gestalt right the story and gameplay is otherwise identical just the protagonists have been switched out yeah uh and like some other details that kind of ripple out from that and that version stayed in japan and was only available on the ps3 in yes. japan the original version of Nier, uh, the first Nier game, is being remastered globally, but it's the version that we never got. It's it's the it's the young anime boy saving his sister version of the game. So I was correct. No, you're not! <laughs> Nier, by which I meant the version of Nier that came out in the States, oh, please, is you not didn't, you being didn't even, remastered. You didn't even think the original Nier is getting remastered. The end. Not the version that we know and love. <laughs> it's a different version of the game in a fundamental way. I think 
that Near Gestalt could still end up being like DLC, like a DLC swap. But until we Nier... know that, I'm correct. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's still Near One. It is. I said Near One would get remastered. That sentence is still correct. Yeah, and my shit is more correct. No, it is not. <laughs> anyway, yeah, very strange release history. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, a weird guy. And one thing I was very wrong about, that remaster is not coming to the Switch. And no. And it did not come, it was not mentioned at all <laughs> in the Nintendo Direct Mini because it's not coming to the Switch. Right. It's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Cool side note, Nier Automata, uh, the definitive version of that, Game of the Yorha edition or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the day that Nier Replicant, blah, 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 was yeah. announced... Near Automata Game of the Orha Edition was put on Xbox Game Pass. Yes, which yeah. is very cool. Very cool. Another weird thing that happened is in Japan only, they announced a Near Mobile game. Yes. What are they going to do for that? I don't know. Yoko Taro is so weird. He's very weird. That's going to be a weird game. <laughs> what one thing I loved about the <laughs> one thing I loved about the Near Replicant remaster announcement remake, mm-hmm. I guess is the the producer of the game was asked if the game would have a new ending and he said i don't know (laughs) (laughs) he's like i have no idea oh man if it's a remake i hope they bring platinum in for the combat again like if they just completely redid it oh yeah i i feel like it's it's mostly it's more of a remaster than a remake it's it's kind of like Shadow of the Colossus remake tier. Mm, right, yeah. Right. That's it's kinda of like it's kinda of one of those in betweenies. That's the vibe I'm getting. Anyway, um we didn't think that there would be a Mass Effect trilogy announcement and we were right. Yeah. Devil May Cry three was announced for the Switch long before recording. And uh February twentieth, twenty twenty is when that came out. Sean, you thought there would be a compromise port announced for resident evil 2 remake boy was i wrong yeah pretty wrong there but hey it happens we also did not predict any of the double a and triple a ports that actually got announced during the nintendo direct mini like bioshock borderlands and xcom 2 collections never would have thought this was coming yeah uh yeah like uh just a collection of bioshocks one through infinite Mm -hmm. collections of i think all of the pre-Borderlands 3 Borderlands games. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like, basically, all, like, X- XCOM 2 and all of its expansions and stuff getting put into a collection also. I'm not opposed to that. Those are some cool games. Yeah, cool games. Yeah. Yeah. A port of Catherine Full Body to the Switch. Yeah. Th- that game's weird, and it was very strange to be watching a Nintendo Direct. Yes. Like, you know, a Nintendo company where just the... The very family-friendly narrator is like, you play Vincent, a man cheating on his wife. <laughs> right, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, you you end up in an adulterous tryst with the <laughs> mysterious Catherine. It's like, what? what? This... And then in your dreams, you're almost naked. Yeah, like, it's such... It, it was so out of place. Yeah, cognitive dissonance is, I think, the word. Ooh, that's, ooh, that's definitely how I was feeling Yeah, that's, that's a good phrase for what happened there, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway uh, yeah, that, that game's strange, and the full-body version of it is super transphobic, yeah. even more than the original, so I, I guess spend wisely if you, <laughs> if you have an interest in that game. 
Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy Shadow dropped, which is cool during the direct, and uh, and they also announced that Star Wars Racer Episode One is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah! apparently Sean's really into this game. I am. I couldn't believe it. I, uh, with a friend of mine from like elementary and middle school, we became obsessed with this game and played it constantly. It's very, very cool. Or at least it was at the time. I mean, right. obviously it could have aged terribly. I have no idea because the last time I played it, I was 10. Right. But you can like customize your pod and do all these races on these different courses. And yeah, I had a great time with it. I'm definitely picking it up again. Cool. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Uh, and finally, uh, Sean predicted for the thousandth time, <laughs> Monster Hunter 5, although I finally joined him on this prediction. Yeah? I thought it would actually get announced. But sadly, I've been wounded once again. Yeah. Uh, Sean thought it would use Monster Hunter World assets and mechanics. I thought it would make itself distinct from Monster Hunter World. Uh, but yeah, did not show up at all. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're still kind of cooling off from Iceborne. Sure. And they're still, rele- they're still releasing content for Iceborne, aren't yes, they? Yes, yeah, they're not done. Yeah, so I, I guess that might play into it. Sure. I, I do think Monster Hunter 5 is coming in the Switch's lifespan. I hope so. Yeah. And uh, and some stuff we didn't predict, which actually, the the list kind of ended up being smaller than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, Shin Sakai, Into the Depths, Shadow Dropped. I think I forgot to like mention just how many Shadow Drops... Yeah, we got in this direct like, yeah. like not a lot of big announcements, just but just the sheer amount of shadow drops we got, mm-hmm. which was really great considering how many of us have to stay home right now. Yeah, just like hey, here's a bunch of games you can just download at home. Right, no, that was very cool. Yeah, uh, Shinsekai Into the Depths, which is this Capcom game, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a, a an underwater Metroidvania kind yeah, of. Yeah, this was interesting. Yeah, it seems really cool. It's mm-hmm. been on Apple Arcade for a while, and now it's on the Switch. And it's, it's you're like a diver, and you. It almost reminded me of like Echo the Dolphin, but you're playing as a human. Yeah, like you go deeper Echo and the deeper. Human. <laughs> You go kind of deeper and deeper into the ocean's depths, and the deeper you go, the weirder things get, you know. Uh, yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah. Man, yeah, I forgot. Like, I wanted to kind of tally how many Shadow Drops were in this <laughs> in this Direct. Like, let's see. Shadow Drop, oh, the Rayleigh Default 2 demo, that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, shadow Drop of of Good, good Job. Okay, that's two. Shadow Drop of Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Three. Shadow Drop of Shin Sakai Into the Depths. Four. Shadow Drop of, another thing we didn't predict, mm-hmm. a rhythm game update for <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, this was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, like, yeah, Ring Fit Adventure now has a rhythm game mode where you, like, kind of squeeze the, the ring to, like, mm-hmm. to, to, music from several other nintendo games like mario odyssey and yeah i think some splatoon 2's in there yes yeah yeah although mostly what i remember is jump up superstar yes of course yeah and it has like uh, a girl voice for the ring language options a new jogging option yeah and the sixth shadow drop was a shadow drop of the panzer dragoon remake okay yeah so like if Depending on whether or not you consider an update to a thing uh, something that can be shadow dropped, we're right, right. Uh, like that's still like f- like five shadow drops minimum. That's pretty good. I feel like I'm missing something too, but yeah, that's 
That's good. That is good. That's good stuff. Yeah. And yeah, the Panzer Dragoon remake was shadow dropped. It's a it's a timed console exclusive. Right. For the Switch. And I haven't bought that game, but I hope people buy that game. Yeah. I hope enough people buy that game that they think of remaking and remastering Panzer Dragoon Saga. Sure. One of it's one of the most expensive <laughs> games to get that I've heard incredible things about. Yeah. Like that's the RPG, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like people that play Panzer Dragoon Saga say always say it's one of the best RPGs of all time. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I I would have to like buy a Saturn <laughs> and like a five hundred dollar video game to see right. if they're right. So a remaster would be real cool. Yeah. King's Bounty two got announced for the Switch. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if this was just King's Bounty two being announced, period, which would be cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's you know, Heroes of Mind and Magic and all that. That's kind of in that whole sub franchise. Sure, and yeah, yeah neat neat. It's fine for yeah. people who like that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Fine for people that like that kind of thing. And finally, Ninjala. Yes. Uh coming out May twenty seventh. Uh this looks really fun. Yeah. Like it's been announced before, mm-hmm. but uh we had very little information on it in the past and right. now we've seen it and basically it's uh it's basically like, you know, Splatoon it's like melee Splatoon, like yes. a Splatoon with ninjas, uh kind of a four versus four battle royale. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. And it's gonna be free to play. So I'll definitely play it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Me too. So finally, uh, Smash Predictions. Yep. So we were still predicting Character 5 back when we <laughs> recorded our initial episode. Wow. Who ended up being Byleth. Right. And we got that Byleth video. Uh, but we predicted Tracer and Monster Hunter, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, we were wrong about those. We were wrong about those. It was Byleth. And uh, we also thought there would be a trailer for Character 6 and that the Character 6 would be Sora. Uh, we did find out some stuff about character six in this direct and that is that it will be a character from arms which no one thought would be the case yeah i'm sure people did but not us oh no not us at all i uh i was hope like it's funny we've talked before about like what do you think smash bros is gonna do after ultimate's over right and i was like oh smash bros six is absolutely going to have an arms character <laughs> and i think you were like i i think arms will kind of fade from public consciousness yeah and, and uh yeah um and so you were writer than me but we were both wrong yes we were both wrong i i thought we would have to wait till smash six before we got arms stuff yeah but oh are we getting arms stuff oh yes but what arm stuff are we getting well open your arms and tell me it's we don't know so it's yeah that part is still a mystery basically the 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 commentator the the narrator was like this character has arms that stretch real long so it's gonna be real long before you can play this character Uh, what he said was you know so the development time is going to take a little longer yeah we'll reveal the character and release them in june which is why i'm very confident that we are getting a june direct Because, hey, you know, we would have gotten an E3 Direct. Like, obviously, they've been planning for that before E3 got canceled. Mm-hmm. So I think even though they haven't formally announced a June Direct, which feels weird at this point, yeah, maybe they'll announce it during, uh, once they start doing f- end of fiscal year stuff. Sure. 
I think they'll announce because I think actually last year at the end of their at their end of fiscal year talk, they talked about their E3 plans. Right. So I think this time they'll be like, okay, yeah, we're doing a direct in June when E3 would have happened, but it's not, you know, it's okay. not E3 direct anymore. So I think they will do a June direct. The arms announcement will be part of that. Cool. And yeah, they they will reveal and release the arms character that month, and I think it'll be during the direct. Okay. Rather than make our predictions now, I think we'll have opportunities to do that in the near future. But I think one thing that's worth pointing out is that Springman, yeah, is currently an assist trophy. Right. And Ribbon Girl is not. Is a me costume. Oh yeah. She was released as a me costume, I think, you know, when the game came out. So, a lot of people are saying, hey, what if this means... Actually, some people are just smugly already claiming that this is the case. <laughs> uh, but what if this means that an assist trophy appearance is not a deconfirm anymore? Ah. And what if it uh, particularly means that a me costume appearance is not a deconfirm anymore? Interesting. Now, I think I will say that uh, Sakurai was clearly not planning on having any playable ARMS characters in the game right. when he made Springman an assist trophy and when he made Ribbon Girl a me costume. I think when that happened, he was fully intending on that being the extent sure. of ARMS's representation. It's also worth noting that several ARMS characters are also spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninjara, yeah. Min Min... And I think the weird goopy man mm, and okay. the girl and the robot. Okay. I think those four characters are also spirits in addition to Springman and Ribbon Girl. Okay. So at the very least, we might be looking at a a spirit is not a deconfirm. Sure. I also think that if we got the me costume or the spirit post-launch, mm-hmm. I think if we got it post-launch, those things are probably deconfirms. Sure. Like, for example, like that Resident Evil Spirit event. Yeah. I think that means we're not getting a Resident Evil character. I think the Cuphead me costume, mm-hmm. I think that means we're not getting Cuphead DLC. Okay. Although I will say that I think that just in both, the, in case of both of those franchises, you know, even putting that aside, we were unlikely to have gotten characters from them because Resident Evil is incredibly violent and Cuphead is indie. Yeah. Although, one thing I wonder... Mm-hmm is the viability of Undertale DLC. Because, hmm. yeah, Undertale's indie, but it's so big. Oh, yeah. It's it's, the, it's probably the biggest-ass indie out there at this point. I'd say. Rivaling Shovel Knight. Sure. I, I do think that, that Sansa's staying in me costume and nothing else. Like, I, I think it's still, it's still enough of a post-launch thing that by the time they made that decision, they were already thinking about Fighters Pass 2 and they decided Sansa would make more sense as a me costume. Sure. Yeah. 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 Just wondering if you had any more thoughts. You've just been kind of saying yes to things. I think that your thoughts are great. Th- thank you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, like, uh, it's early days yet for Fighters Pass 2. Uh, I think that it's difficult to say with certainty what any of this means. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that, like, I think that for ARMS in particular it wouldn't make sense to have the arms character not be spring boy or ribbon girl purely because they're already in the game in another capacity. Sure. But just because they're 
breaking that rule for arms doesn't mean they would continue doing so down the line. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, it it also, if they do break that rule for arms, it does just kind of reinforce kind of the mindset that placing restrictions is always a mistake with Sakurai. It <laughs> yes. will always be a mistake with Sakurai, although I think this one specifically is not Sakurai's fault. Yeah. I think that if it were up to Sakurai, that Springman and Ribbon Girl would remain the things that they are. Okay. Because Sakurai himself has already confirmed that Nintendo, again, yes. the publisher, were the ones that decided this wave of DLC and not Sakurai himself. Right. So, yeah. But also, speaking of ARMS, ARMS is getting a free game trial for Nintendo Switch Online members from the day of the Direct. I guess you could call this kind of a shadow drop. <laughs> hey, seven. Uh, until April 6th. Yeah. So that's... It's like a that's like two weeks. Uh, yeah, and we've got a you know as of the day of this recording, we got about a week of that left. Yeah, I have got to jump on this before it's done. I own the game, so I guess I don't have to. Oh yeah, that's true. I could just play your copy. Yeah. Well, fight, fight wait, do other. wait, do I have a physical copy? Oh, I I mean I meant like we could fight each other on your Switch. Oh, true. Yeah. We'd we'd have to split screen that shit though. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't love split screen multiplayer stuff. Uh, me neither, but you know. I grew up doing it. I can handle it. Yeah, put put, put it on your Switch for free, and then we'll <laughs> then we'll do that shit like men. I hate sharing. I'm Daniel. <laughs> I don't hate sharing. I also I sh- don't understand differences between mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> I share my video games far more than you do. And I have I, an entire shelf full of games that I share while you play all your shit digitally. And another thing that I forgot that happened at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, there's another thing that I do <laughs> that is stupid. Oh yeah, I don't know what a direct is. <laughs> the end. I'm leaving now. Daniel yeah. out. Anyway... I'm I'm sorry I said we should play arms like men because <laughs> uh I've been watching a lot of Yu Haka show and Yu uh, Haka yeah. does like the anime yeah. thing where Uber is like, We gotta do this like men right. you know. Yeah. Uh, Dan- Daniel's not a misogynist, he just likes watching old anime. I do like watching old anime. It's fun. It's the uh, Yu show's pretty good. Yeah. Some parts of it have aged very poorly. Yes. <laughs> uh all Yu Yu Hakusho also gets pretty transphobic, although yeah. although at least it at least it leaves that behind and never brings <laughs> it up again. As far as I am right now, that's good. Yeah, and the the nineties were just a rough time. They were that, although also they were kind of the last period of consistent economic stability that we've experienced in our lives. Yeah, I meant a rough time for media. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. All I'm saying is, look, every... I, I look, I, I had no, I had no idea whether or not it was a rough time. Like, look, like I can, I was, I was saying, fucking, I was fucking trying to figure out how yo-yo works. I'm just all saying. right, I was, I was grabbing a stack of pogs and and not knowing how to play pogs. I'm just saying that every economically insensitive cloud, every Every culturally insensitive cloud has an economically sound silver lining. I was trying to quietly play my Tamagotchi at two in the morning before (laughs) my mom got real mad and took my Tamagotchi. What is the next thing we're talking about? I was 
getting told by my dad that I was too young to watch Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> and then when I was old enough to watch Beavis and Butthead, I was told that I was too young to watch South Park. <laughs> that Wait, that might be after the 90s. That might be early 2000s. Uh, well, Beavis and Butthead was... Or Beavis and Butthead was 90s. Yeah, yeah. I think South Park was, like, literally the year 2000. Oh, okay. Or was it, like, late... It late... might have been late 90s. Yeah, that might have been, like, 98, 99. Because there was a period of time when my parents forbade me to watch South Park, and they were usually pretty cool about letting me watch stuff. Yeah. So I must have been, like, younger. I mean, good, good call on your parents' end. Yes. Like... 97 wow yeah yeah yep yeah i was too young for south park (laughs) me too i was two years younger than you yeah as i always am yes eternally yeah but you were significantly too young to watch south park i was like 97 i was i was 10 that's a bit yeah yeah and yeah i was like seven or eight when i was like 13 or 14 i like talked to my mom and i was like hey i think i'm old enough to watch south park now would that be cool and she was like, "You know what? I'll watch an episode of South Park with you, and we can judge on we can judge that together." Sure, it's a reasonable and, take. Good job, mom. Yeah, and we watched an episode together, and it was the episode where Cartman, as a prank on his bully, uh, gets the bully's parents <laughs> murdered, and then feeds the bully's parents to him in a chili that right. he makes. That's the episode that introduced my mother to South oh, Park. Oh boy! And my mom was like. This show is very straight. My my mother, this <laughs> this this five foot two right. uh, Dutch woman, uh, you know, was like, this is a weird, this is a very strange show, Daniel. And then she let me watch it on okay. on Saturdays, you know. Fair like, enough. Yeah, I my curfew was usually an hour earlier than the time that South Park aired, uh-huh. but I was uh, but I was allowed to watch South Park and then go to bed. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my parents' prohibition just eventually morphed into, like, South Park is not a show that people with class watch. I mean, it wasn't that waspy, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Like, it's... you know, like, we... Like... Yeah, like, like it went from... <laughs> it went from, you shouldn't watch South Park because you're too young, to, you shouldn't watch South Park because it's garbage. Right, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so then I just kind of grew up not watching South Park. And then when I went to college, my roommate couldn't believe that I hadn't grown up watching South Park and showed me a bunch of South Park, and it was fine. Yeah, so... They're, yeah. like, you it's, know, it's definitely a hit-or-miss show. Yeah. And I th- the misses are sometimes also offensive in a way that I don't like. Yeah, no, like, I, I think I think South Park initially was groundbreaking in a lot of ways, but also kind of... It could sometimes be the good kind of satire. Yeah. It could sometimes be the bad kind of satire. Yes. Like, like really the bad kind of satire. It was groundbreaking in the sense that fracking is groundbreaking. Like, you're <laughs> getting something of value out of it, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I I remember, like, loving the, the South Park movie oh, at, right. at the time. Uh-huh. At the time. I, I feel, yeah... I think South Park in general just kind of aged pretty badly. Yeah. I, I feel like that would be my final take on it. The last South Park episode I watched that I really laughed at was when they run out of internet and have to go west. <laughs> and it's like the gold rush, but with internet. Right. That I thought was very funny, but I was also like 19. Right. So, you know, that may have changed. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it would probably change if you were to watch that again. I think that's fair. Yeah. 
why wait why are we talking about stuff fuck oh yeah i was i was putting on my rollerblades and falling down <laughs> boy cause... that was a tangent and a tangent and a tangent <laughs> holy shit can we please talk about the next thing we're talking about oh it's time for listener mail oh yeah hey listener mail uh atlas fathom on twitter says my reactions one bioshock and borderlands i'm so excited <laughs> Two, Smash Cross Arms, underwhelming reveal, but happy for an arms character, hoping for Twintel or Min Min. Mm, okay. Three. Oh, I could see Twintel, actually. She's popular. We'll talk about that at a later time. We're in mail. When? Do you not... Okay. <laughs> Figure it out, Sean. <laughs> Three, Star Wars Pod Racer. So excited, but wish they would have said more. Good taste. And for tabletop games, unexpected, but cool. Yeah, good takes, Atlas Fathom. Yeah, good takes. <laughs> James M's on Twitter says, Nintendo could double the hype for ARMS with a Dalsim Echo Fighter. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it, but, you know, I don't think that's happening. No, it absolutely isn't, but it, that that was a good tweet. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, you Thank know, you, James like, M. I, I play as Dalsim. I remember, I think, a while back, you and I were trying to figure out what a cool, like, guest character for ARMS would be. That is about the only guest character you could do. Yeah, like a, like a guest character in ARMS, like Dalsim, would be cool. Yes. I feel like we came up with some other stuff. Hmm. Luffy from from One Piece. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense because he ate the stress stretch fruit or whatever. He ate. I don't know anything about Luffy. <laughs> I know nothing about Luffy, and don't teach me. <laughs> he ate the gum gum. Fruit. Ah! <laughs> I know it, things about Luffy now. It makes his body like rubber. Fuck. Yeah, so that's why he stretches because his body's like rubber. He can also do things like inflate himself. <laughs> You know, let's move on. <laughs> and bullets bounce off of him and stuff. I see. Yeah. Terry Syvertson on Twitter says, I think the ARMS character could be anyone except for Springman. Hmm. And the ARMS character could lead to Rayman joining the roster because they both have oh. long-range punches. Yeah, that's good, too. That would be cool. I, I doubt Rayman at this point. Although, thing worth noting. Mm -hmm. So... They announce the arms character, and they say the arms character still needs some time to develop. Yeah. You know what I think? What? I think the character that is more ready to be released mm -hmm. is on hold because Sakurai said recently, like in a Famitsu article or an interview or something, that, that the next Smash character is delayed because of the coronavirus. He cannot show the character right. uh, to, like, to the developers that he's collaborating with. Oh, okay. And that kind of implies that, A, he would be leaving Nintendo buildings. Yeah. And, B, that he'd probably be traveling outside right. of Japan, even. That's true. So I, I think, like, you know, yeah, I think the next character was going to be, like, a Western or European video game character. Okay. But now that he can't, he can't, like... For example, if it was Tracer, he couldn't go to Blizzard Studios to collaborate. Right. I think that instead it's like, oh, fuck, okay, who's our, what first party character do we have on our slate? <laughs> arms? Okay, fine. Right, we were move them up. Yeah, we were bumping up the development yeah. of the arms character, yeah. So that's that's the thought there. Okay. Rayman would be cool, though. Thanks, Terry. Yeah. 
And James M., I'm sorry if I seemed unenthusiastic about Dalsim. I do think that it's cool. It just completely caught me off guard. James was the one who said that. Yeah, I said James M. Oh, okay. I thought you said Terry. Oh, no. You said Terry. I, I did say Terry. Actual Superboy on Twitter says, What I'm hoping for is a Bowser Jr.-esque character where the different color options are various fighters. Ah, uh, I do love that trope. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, me too. I... I I, I'm wondering that if, like, if we're getting several arms characters that will be <laughs> costumes for each other. That'd be cool. Rodden Sue on Twitter says, It's Max Brass. He's literally the champion of the arms universe. I also think this means Rampa for Smash. He does not say why he thinks that. <laughs> but he goes on to say, Here's my idea for a Rampa character. All right. The character would be Makoto, the main character of the first game. Mm -hmm. He'd be similar to Hero, uh, where he'd be the protagonist of the other... Uh, He'd be similar to Hero, where he would have the protagonist of the other games as his alts. Ah. He would be the first real zoner of the DLC. He would have Truth Bullets and Truth <laughs> Blades. He would have a bunch of awesome music, too. Hmm. I love Phoenix Wright, but he's already been done in Marvel vs. Capcom, so I want to see something new. He's my most wanted character. Heihachi is second place for my most wanted. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't groan at a... At a thing our listeners now, have mailed. Aside from that second place thing, which we're just going to forget about, I think that that's a really <laughs> cool situation you have going on. I don't think it's likely that we'll have a Danganronpa guest character, but if we did, I wouldn't mind them being implemented in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I I think a Danganronpa guest character is unlikely, but Makoto would be cool. Yeah. Hey, Haji sucks. <laughs> cool, Gabe. Sends us an email. Mm -hmm. ARMS has to be getting a sequel or a major update. Maybe the DLC character is from ARMS 2, and mm. that's why they didn't show the character. Oh, that'd be cool. If not, I hope it's Twintel. She'd add some much-needed diversity. Though Min Min was the winner of the Party Crash Bash tournament, so that mm. could be something. Okay. Either way, I'm just happy to see ARMS being talked about by Nintendo. I really liked that game, and was hoping for something more from the franchise. I was disappointed that there wasn't a playable rep in the base game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this was this was good arms information uh, because I don't know a lot. I don't know that much about that game. So yeah. Thanks for filling me in. Guess you'll have to play that game for free in the next week. I guess so. Or, you know, you share it. We play together. Split screen. I don't like split screen. Chink, chink, I'm firing it would cost you. you no money to, to play this game in a more satisfying way. You. <laughs> uh... Finally, mail from Koopa Kirby. All right. Dear Smashing Theory, long-time listener, first-time writer, etc., etc., I was really surprised by the announcement of ARMS for Fighters Pass 2. What is your opinion on other new Nintendo IPs in Fighters Pass 2? Hmm. Do you think this one might be no more Nintendo-focused? Do you think there's a possibility for Dragalia Lost or Xenoblade Chronicles 2 content? Huh. Thank you for the fantastic podcast, Koopa Kirby. I first of all, Koopa Kirby, thanks for writing in for the first time. Yeah, we thanks, man. Appreciate your listenership. Yeah. Second of all, I would take a Dragalia Lost character just because of all the music that would get added. Ooh, It'd be so good. Excellent soundtrack potential. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it it would actually be a great move set because mm -hmm. even if you're just blonde boy, you know you can. <laughs> You can literally turn into a dragon yeah. as part of your moveset. 
I except that would probably be the final Smash that we never see in the competitive play. Oh, man. Yeah. The Smash competitive community is terrible. <laughs> uh, they do their best, but it's bad. <laughs> I feel like we're the one Smash podcast that doesn't focus on it in a competitive way. That's because we hate it. I I don't hate it. Yeah, no, I, I actually yeah. don't either. Like, I I like watching the occasional competitive Smash yeah. match. I just think that like when you get to a point where you have to deconstruct a game to that degree to make it competitively viable, you should reevaluate what competitively viable means. I think that's yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Despite all that, competitive Smash for Ultimate specifically has been very fun to watch. Yes, that's yeah. True. I think they at least. They at least like accidentally like hit a good good stride here. <laughs> yeah. Although I still feel like Final Smash should be legal. I agree. Anyway, man, I'd I'd love like a Xenoblade Chronicles two character. Yeah, that'd like, be great. Like Rex or Nia or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. In terms of like other new Nintendo IPs, I think Astral Chain kind of missed the boat. Yeah. Like you know the Astral Chain got that spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> event so i think astral chains not... oh i thought you were making a uh a, but but he's got the spirit joke what is that what does that mean oh he's a little confused but he's, but got, he's the got the spirit, spirit. yeah yeah <laughs> i should have made that joke that would be really good <laughs> and what other new nintendo ips like you know we th- i think there's there's going to be a pokemon character still right yeah but that's that's so probably a ways off yeah, Dracula Lost in Xenoblade Chronicles, too, is kind of the, the big new... I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles isn't even that new of an IP. Right, yeah. Because uh, that's, that's Xenoblade. Xenoblade's almost a bit older now. Mm-hmm. That, that game's ten years old. It's old. We're old. We're, we're old. We are old humans. But in terms of, like, newer Nintendo releases that could see playable Nintendo content... Yeah. Yeah, po- Pokemon Sword and Shield, I think, is yeah. is the big one. And then the remaining four characters will probably be third-party reps. Yeah, I think that's fair. Unless the coronavirus, like, <laughs> actually, like... Just forces them to com- to go completely first-party. Not forces them to go completely first-party, but changes their plans so much yeah. that they have to include more first-party characters than they were originally planning. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Koopa Kirby. Yeah, thanks, Koopa Kirby. Thank you, everybody, for the listener mail. Yes, we always appreciate those letters. We sure do. If you'd like to know where else you can catch us, we're on patreon.com slash group. Yes, indeed. Uh, we Man, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff on that on the Patreon lately. We got, oh, yeah? We got two exclusive podcasts at the $1 level. Uh, one where Sean and I basically just answer patron questions mm-hmm. in goofy ways and the second is me playing through a bunch of weird multiplayer games with sean's help yes uh because i'm entering a quasi randomized <laughs> tournament uh where he never knows which game he's going to have to play next yes and that's exciting yeah uh we also have like lots of bonus content most recently, I I did something weird and just uploaded a, a tabletop system I I designed. It's really cool. Read the whole thing. And don't read the whole thing. You'll realize how many inconsistencies there are because All it's a it's an unfinished draft stuff. And uh and yeah, you can get our Discord. You can get special thanks at the end of every episode. Lots of cool stuff. 
patreon.com slash beep boop group yeah. uh, check it out i really <laughs> don't like my job and any income <laughs> i make besides it is i'm starving for it please help me if you guys step up your pledges or if more people donate i sean human being promise to let daniel keep it as income if it will lead to him quitting his shitty job <laughs> i'm making that promise right now i mean i'm still gonna find ways to pay you for things when i get more money <laughs> i solemnly swear <laughs> that if it gets you out of that job you can keep it <laughs> anyway i i still pay shot for things when i can he, he does and i'm very appreciative of that because a lot of times people don't think that art has value <laughs> We've we've been on lots of podcast things <laughs> pro bono. Yes. And yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh if if you like us, consider supporting us. But you listening to us is also supporting us and it's yeah. appreciated any in any way you Agreed. do the thing. Next time on a Smashing Theory Arms we always <laughs> why did you not see this coming i mean i i thought you meant within this episode we're going to talk about arm stuff i said that's it, why i was confused you I, said we'll talk about this later i said we talk about it in the near future i yeah I, I thought you meant by the near future i thought you meant like within the next 20 minutes <laughs> that's what i thought you meant no nah, man i was thinking initially i was thinking like oh clearly i was wrong because he's going to want to revise our predictions in light of this arms news but actually, it's just a whole episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. To yeah. Be clear. So you should play the arms free week. Or, you know, we could play together. <laughs> we can play together. On your Switch. <laughs> on both of us. Exclusively. <laughs> it'd play... be incredible. <laughs> no, it'd be a worse experience. We could play our. No, it wouldn't be the worst experience. I, it would be a worse experience. I. What about the camaraderie that you feel when you play something sitting next to a buddy on one television? I. I mean, that would still be the experience for me. You would be playing on your Switch online against my Switch, which would be on the one television. I would see it. That's not the same thing. <laughs> anyway, between now and our next episode, I will have experienced arms in one way or another. Yeah, one way. You'll have for to sure. wait to find out how. <laughs> It'll be a nice little surprise. And we'll uh yeah, we'll we'll be able to go more in depth with our predictions of what the arms character will be, what the arms stage will be, yeah. what music we'll get. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you guys should feel free to get as in depth with your arms predictions. Cause obviously some of you have sent in arm stuff already. Yes. Uh, give us more in depth arms predictions as in depth as you'd like. Slap us with those arms and we'll, we'll slap you back with our arms <laughs> in a couple weeks. All right. All right. All right. So we'll see you in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, my arms are out of control. I'm slapping Daniel. He's not having a smashing time, but I hope you have a smashing time. <laughs> My arms! Uh, bye. Bye.
Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Oh, Lonald, you. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Lonald. Yeah. I I wonder if Lonald will play some arms. Maybe. He likes stuff like Overwatch. Very unrelated, but you know, competitive multiplayer experiences. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's a there's a character in Overwatch that flings a thing. A character in Overwatch that flings a thing? Uh, yeah, um, Roadhog has the little, little chain. Oh yeah, he does. It pulls people in, yeah. It's kind of like arms. Uh, sure. Special thanks to Nim. I was just trying to help you, Daniel. Special thanks to Nim. <laughs> thanks, Nim. <laughs> Nim, you seem like the kind of guy who would support somebody if they made a bad metaphor. <laughs> and I appreciate that about you. I don't know if Nymph would support you if you made an awful metaphor. Uh, well, I've decided that that's true about Every Nymph's day personality. Every day for most of your life. And therefore it is. Special thanks to my fiance, Amy Lee. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, babe. Yes, thank you, Amy Lee. Uh, we appreciate all that you do. Yeah, especially... Before recording this episode, I taught Amy Lee how to edit, and she's been editing uh, the episode of Beep Boop Soup uh, that's going yes. up this month, or you know March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, yeah, she she's really just the best in she, so many she ways. She knocked it out of the park too. Yeah, like, she sh- she edited it in the time it took us to record this episode, which is record time. Yeah. My my ADHD ass <laughs> never edits anything that quickly. Even Beep Boop Soup, which tends to be on the shorter side. Yeah, I don't even have ADHD, and it still takes me, like, between four and six hours to edit full episodes of things. Yeah. So, so yeah, she really nailed it. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. Thanks. I love you. <laughs> Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Woohoo! Thanks. I thank you very much. For supporting my podcast. This is getting worse every passing second. I don't know what's happening. Oh, spaghetti. Woohoo! Thank you very much for supporting my podcast. Uh, happy, We're just going to uh, have to do that. Happy 35th anniversary. Yeah. You, uh, thank you. I hope you're excited about those Mario games. Woohoo! I can't wait to play a good Paper Mario. Special thanks to Mr. Goobermania. Get those goobers out of here or I'm gonna go maniac. Did, did you like prep this time? Were you like, I no. need to think of a Goobermania bit? <laughs> no, that was off the cuff. Okay, okay. Last Thank time, God. I, for the Beep Boop Soup episode that's coming out, I prepped a little bit. This time, completely off the cuff. Wow, you prepped for the Beep Boop Soup episode. Okay, you do some Goobermania shit and see how that goes. My favorite goober, is he a YouTuber? Good shit, Daniel. (laughs) Thank you. You're a savant. (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Goobermania. God damn it. (laughs) Here's my favorite manias in in reverse order. (laughs) Sonic Mania, Mr. Goobermania. Because Mr. Goobermania is great. (laughs) Couldn't think of any other manias, huh? I mean, uh, I can't off the cuff either, but, like, it's yeah. essential to that bit. Yeah. Nope. Marble <laughs> Madness is not called Marble Mania. Animaniacs? 
Mm, that's kind of a stretch. Your whole bit is a stretch. All of your Goobermania bits are a stretch. That's the point. You <laughs> can't think of any either. I came up with two excellent ones. This is in very quick order. Terrible. <laughs> thanks, Mr. Goobermania. Thanks, Mr. Goobermania. Special thanks to all of our special thanks patrons. Yes. You can also special thank patronize. Be a patron of a special thanks kind. Bye. Why are you so bad at this part? Giving us money dollars. <laughs> Just write a script or something. <laughs> special <laughs> times for us when you give us <laughs> money. <laughs> A twenty. <laughs> In a special way. I'm gonna die. <laughs> thanks to all of our special thanks, patrons. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> Elise is texting me. Are y'all fucking good? <laughs> no. Special thanks, goodbye. Oh, goodbye.